Dick Shock. Dick Shock. Yub nub. Each up, yub nub. A toe meat, toe peachy keen. Noob dog fling, oh, oh, ah. Fuckers. <laughs> I think I figured right. out. I think I figured right. out Podbean. Oh, really? yeah? Uh, Let I, me know, because I, I yeah. Well, it's really annoying, but you basically, you have to call up, you have to hit it like you're going to live yeah. stream it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> stream it, but then you hold. You do a press and hold on the play. And that makes you download and, it? And you get a download prompt. Oh. So it's prize, and surprise, surprise, so surprise. It was, uh, it was extremely annoying, but I think I figured it out. Okay. So, so it's, it's, on, it's. Podbean is upgraded from uh, blows to pain in the ass. <laughs> well, it's an upgrade. Oh, God. That's that's what really matters here. That shit really just drives me nuts. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 317. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Wow. Fact checked Andy. It's a, it's a, it's a very intimate cast. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> intimate cast. Ooh. Mm. I'm 80s. Might join us later. We were supposed to have Matt, but again... Uh, She's going to go back to flip-floppy, Matt, I think, uh, now. At this yeah, there point. you go, there yeah. you go. Because the leaf has dried out. Mm. Now we get them now and then. I laugh at these people and their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of feast or famine after last week. We had the uh, 27 people here. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, at the end of the year, I think last year we didn't do a cast because of oh yeah something going on. Mm. Whether Somebody like left the country or something? I don't even know. Uh. But, but this year we have a cast. Yes, we do. we do. End of year. Yes. Exciting. Woo-hoo. Looking to 2016. I actually thought today at some point that this coming year was going to be 2017. Like, I, my, my brain <laughs> wow. skipped That's a year. That's excited. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, it's 2017 almost. Yay. I, I still can't believe that. Just think. Just think. In a few days, we will be four years away from C-Lab 2020. Oh, Woo-hoo. wow. Will yeah. we really? Will we really be? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, <laughs> and of course, I remember it when it was on, you know, Saturday mornings, as opposed to when it was redubbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, twenty twenty one was funny. <laughs> the strength of five gorillas. I never saw C Lab twenty twenty. It's it's funny. It's got its moments. All right, Eric Estrada was one of the voices. Yeah, he actually redubs his character from that, doing the the the, the silly scripting. Okay. So it's so what? Okay, give me the concept. C Lab Twenty Twenty. What what is it? Well, the original one was basically um, an undersea biodome. Such it was a city they'd built. Yeah. Under the sea, and and the adventures were them, you know, farming and dealing with you know a lot of Timmy Gloss. Now is it a well. just called C Lab? Called C Lab Twenty Twenty. Okay, so it's had the same. Uh, there was a lot of Timmy trapped in a well, except the well was you know the Mariana's French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, kind of. We sorry. live in the well. Yeah. And then Twenty Twenty One. They just—it's just one of those redub things. They take those uh, episodes and they just piece together uh, a whole new crazy thing. Right, right. And they early get, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Eric Estrada was an original voice in the original series, and then he comes back and uh, he plays—he uh, plays in—he's uh, a voice for that character. Yeah, it's in this the same. One. He's the same playing the same character, yeah. but goofy. And it gets really goofy. They they the the episode my favorite is the early season that they talk about replacing robots, uh, ro- replacing their bodies with robotic bodies, sort of like and and, and 
I don't think they actually say Terminator, ah. but they basically run through that whole line. It's like, yeah, you look like a human, and you guys, you'll even sweat and smell like one, but you'll have a robot body and Estrada's So that's character- where they got the General Grievous idea. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> So and then, but then they talk about how you know they're going to kill all the humans so the robots can take over. They got to kill the dogs because the dogs can tell when you're a fake robot, you know, yep. and all that shit. You know? yep. And Eric Estrada's line was always like, "I can hardly wait to get my body because I'll have the strength of five gorillas." You know, and it just <laughs> it it was and it was just. I never watched it. I really, you make me want to watch it. Though. It's funny. I can dig around because I actually got the DVDs of the first season. I think Jeff now. has them too. Oh, quite okay. frankly. Well, so. never mind. Yeah, then. So I'll poke around this. Well, how later. silly! You don't need to dig around and watch the original ones from Saturday morning because they were no. weak. Yeah, they okay. were. Yeah, they were. That was. So, I liked oh, them, but I was you know ten. Sure. Or okay. You know, let me ask you this: If you're going to weigh between C Lab and Johnny Quest, what did you like better? Oh, Johnny Quest oh, was shit. so great. Johnny Quest. Okay. I would I would still watch Johnny Quest right now. If you put Johnny Quest on, I would just shut up and watch. That's why I don't put it on. That's good. <laughs> no. I, need, I need your concentration. I don't know. I don't need you pawing your phone all night. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, let's feed Bandit to the poisonous adders. Oh, what? my goodness. Oh, I don't know. Wow, raising a piss at that. Wait, who who the hell was that? <laughs> that was Johnny. <laughs> that was Johnny? My, my Haji is much better than my your Johnny. Your Haji is much better than your Johnny. I think you've got, yeah, I think we found, somebody's got something on Paul. I, I don't know if Paul's Haji can match your jo- Haji, but his Johnny, would, never mind. Matches yeah, Haji. Well, if he was here, he could do a Johnny, I could do Haji. But, you know, <laughs> the trade-off is we don't have to eat those horrible jelly beans which are sitting over there taunting me. They're still, he left them. They did. Yeah, yeah. For, for a future nightmare, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, my God. Oh, that's way too many in there still. There's a lot. <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm not about to. No, I, I did listen to the uh, the uh, ice cream social, and the, he did make them do it before us. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had so much fun the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's always great fun. <laughs> There's something wrong with that boy. Eating shit. Yay. <laughs> My God. That's our other shtick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really. Gentlemen, we received a gift. Ooh. A Christmas gift. It what? Sa- it says on there to save it, uh, to be open on your holiday special. Oh. Do we have those? I think this is it. Wow. All right, so. I don't know, like it's, a Star it's Wars it's holiday special? <laughs> Ooh, where's Boba Fett? <laughs> the, the episodes we try to forget about? <laughs> so so here, here, here's a gift. Uh, I have the card, so I'm going to open up the card, read okay. it. I'll let you gentlemen have the honors of right. of unwrapping. It, it looks like a VHS tape. Hold that into there it is. If there's a trick to being a terrific grandson, and grandson <laughs> is is crossed out and says podcast instead. You sure know it. Merry Christmas. Hello, guys. I'll keep it short for once. Thank you for the laughs I've needed during this rough 2015. That and always re- reading my letters. Have a great Xmas, Jake. Thank you, Jake. P.S. Go easy on these. They pack a punch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He be- it smells like chocolate. It smells like alcohol and chocolate. What, what do we have here? Use the mic. Use, Use the mic, Paul. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wanted him to read it. Oh, yeah. You bet. Oh, yeah, am I going to read it? Okay. Yeah. Old Kentucky Black Forest Bourbon Truffles. Christ. <laughs> Jake. Suck it, 80s Jeff, because you're not here. Oh, so, <laughs> Just give it to so me. So long sobriety. <laughs> 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 Jake, that's so kind of you. Thank you so, yeah. so much. And it's a good thing that, you know, this is an episode where Paul's not here. Paul doesn't drink alcohol at all or eat it in this case. So more for us. Absolutely. Terrific. 
Yeah, I'm oh. gonna wait save till later because I'm gonna keep talking while you're chewing. You fool. And of course, Jake, right. Jake's uh, uh, grandmother, the patron saint of Geek Shock. Mm, so mm, that's right. Thank you, Jake, so Holy so much. Shit. Yeah, are they? They're very good. They do not taste terribly alcoholic. Jake, you magnificent yeah. bastard! <laughs> it's chocolate, much more. It's much more. This powerful is like than the this is like if you didn't help people, the bourbon was in here. Wait, well, there it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I spoke a little too early. <laughs> almost give you the hicks already. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah, this you could, this is definitely gets your already girl drink drunk chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, I almost understood that. That Sorry. is smooth. I got the idea. Yeah, good chocolate is, in my mouth. <clears throat> that is smooth. Yeah, just what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> stroke wallet. Have some chocolate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it goes along with my stroke typing. <laughs> uh, Jake sent us a follow-up email. Hey, guys. Hope you guys had a fun, safe, and great holiday. Sorry my gift got there after your Christmas show. But the mail had already been stupid lately. Pay for two-day shipping. Gets there six days later. Now that I said, I just wanted to tell you that I saw my chum that spawned the gray versus silver arguments for the first time in three years. (laughs) I played episode 313, and after he heard your answer, he said, so what have we learned? (laughs) I told him exactly what you said, Torgo. You're a dick. <laughs> and, yes. and, and said, well, yeah, but not as big as you. So I got that going for me. Hey, hey. So anyway, enjoy the candy, guys, except Paul, because I just realized from listening to a random episode of Ice Cream Social that you don't like alcohol-flavored products. My bad, bub. Jake. That's okay. He doesn't need any more chocolate. No, he doesn't. No. No, he does. <sighs> I do. I actually almost brought over a cucumber today. What? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Andy. Thank this you. this episode was going to be so uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I Jake, to... you've been one-upped. Sorry, bud. <laughs> no, I wanted to, uh, when Paul was looking put the cucumber in front of him and see if he'd be startled like a cat. If he'd what? Be startled like a cat. Startled. <laughs> I Paul? Would be a, I would, look, I'd be afraid of what Paul would do <laughs> if you put a cucumber in front of him at any time. <laughs> you you know it's going somewhere mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's a real good point. Yeah. Either he is or it is. It's going somewhere horrible. Yeah. Ouch. Well, we got a few emails regarding our Star Wars discussion. If you Ooh. have not seen Star Wars, uh, skip ahead at this point. Have you seen it? All right. uh, I'm waiting for it comes out in DVD. Yeah, yeah I did yeah, see it. I saw it. Yes, magnificent I bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I did see it, yes. So I know there's probably a few of you who haven't. Yeah, come back to this episode once you have, because you're going to see it soon, right? Go stand out in the cold for 40 minutes. It's good for you. Do you have to? Are there lines still? No. no. From last week. From last week. What? Is this a time episode? Because I stood out in the cold for 40 minutes while you guys talked Star oh, Wars. Oh, right. Oh, we did. yeah. We, yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, you know what? The courts will read, Andy. Why don't you go stand out now? <laughs> <laughs> God damn, these are good. Yes, they are. Dear the Paul Show. Uh, the what show? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I just finished listening to your review of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I thought you all made some good points. Some of them I had noticed when I'd watched it, but were very valid now that I think about them. I thought Paul's view of Finn was interesting because I loved him and his character, and Paul's criticisms were pretty valid. However, I have a half-assed thought of how to reconcile Finn. I haven't fully thought it through, and I'm sure that has holes, 
but I thought it might be interesting if you want to discuss it on the show. Maybe Finn's desertion and his erratic behavior later in the film are all connected to his PTSD, which is that... Sorry. Which is all connected to some kind of weird wiring in his brain. You guys mentioned you thought it was far-fetched that he'd be brainwashed from childhood to be a soldier and then snap and desert at the first sign of battle and then show this strong sense of individuality, etc. That does seem kind of weird, but certainly isn't unprecedented, is it? People who are brainwashed into cults as children grow up still to see that uh, what they're living with is fucked up and they escape. Sure. I would guess that is also true with warrior cults like ancient Spartans and other cultures that bred people as warriors. There has to be at least a small percentage that didn't fully buy into it and desert it. It's probably rare, but for whatever reason, his brain just works differently from other stormtroopers. And that first battle and being up close with death flipped a switch in his brain and that this is wrong, get the fuck out of here. So now he has that switch flipped in his brain, brought on by this traumatic experience. Also, he wasn't necessarily trained to be a soldier. He was trained to be a janitor. Well, that that speaks to that's a side joke in the movie, but it's yep. kind of because stormtroopers shouldn't be basic in infantry. They should be, they should be an elite. That was one of the you know. The, so the sanitation joke was funny, but at the same time, I'm sort of like, well, if he's a stormtrooper. Shouldn't he still have a higher level of training than just standard infantry? That that was my feeling when when that aspect of the movie came up. I don't see stormtroopers as just your basic infantry or basic soldiers. Okay, um, this really didn't show anything other than that. Even when they did the big Hitler speech at the end, was that I just saw a sea of stormtroopers. I didn't see other infantry types. Well, I there saw- were some. There were some of them um, lieutenant types. The uh- Military and they're gray and they're, they're sure, but I but yeah. I saw them as as higher ups. Yes, yeah. I do too. So at this point, then is the first order stormtrooper set? Basic, I don't know. Right? Maybe, I mean, maybe that's how they're viewing it. Start because I always felt that it's like uh, I don't know. It's just well, you, you never see the janitors in any of the movies, you know, or or bathrooms. I just assume there's droids. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but that's true. Well, I mean, he ran sanitation. He didn't have to like actually be scrubbing the sewers. That's true. It could just be sending other robots off to do this and that. Does he have any more to say? Yes. Uh, talking of Finn, he also just left the only life he'd ever known, which will make him very disoriented. That would make him want to attach to whatever he can. At first, he just wants to get away, and that's all he cares about. Then he meets Poe, and Poe risks his life to save him in Finn's mind. Poe also gave him a name, joked with him, treated him like a person rather than a number. This gave him a human connection mm-hmm. that he has probably never felt before, so he attaches onto Poe. Which explains why he's so happy to find out Poe is alive later. He then thinks Poe died and loses that connection, is lost again. But when he sees BB-8, he takes on Poe's mission because he needs direction and purpose. He also meets Ray, who provides him with his second human experience. He attaches to her, feels loyalty to her. And we'll go through all the examples from the movie because this email is getting entirely too long. But I think it makes sense that Finn is lost and afraid, so part of him just wants to run and hide. However, he is conflicted by a need for mission and purpose from being a soldier, and he's also drawn to people like Ray and Poe, who have shown him compassion and humanity for the first time in his life. He has all these forces pulling him in different directions, which causes him to erratically switch from thing to thing. Anyway, would love to hear y'all's thoughts on that. I don't have a cool shock monkey name or an ICS name because I'm not that creative, but I'll just sign off ICS fashion to tie it all together, fucking you in the face, Todd. Todd! Why didn't you just say this uh, was well, you? Well, you know, I wanted to sneak it in there. Uh, uh, 
Well, look, my comment is <clears throat> I actually have no problem with anything that was said there. I wasn't as uh, up on, on it as Paul was with regards to him being individual or thinking like that. My thing was he was a little too wacky for I felt some, someone who uh, you know was raised in a regimented military lifestyle. That was my thing. Because he's right, there do there are people who desert. There are cult members who desert and stuff like that. But if you're raised as a child to be a soldier, not not even like in a warrior culture type thing where there often are expressions of individuality, but a soldier where it really is all about everybody's the same and you're doing, you know, I just I felt Finn was a little too wacky, a little too loosey goosey for that. I still love the character, so all I'm saying is I don't really. I never really bought that aspect of his backstory. Like I said, if he had said I was shanghaied into being a stormtrooper two years ago, it would have played so much better for me. And interestingly enough, that makes more sense with what I've read thus far in the new expanded universe novels. Right. There's so far nothing about growing up in child soldier camps. Exactly. Well, and, and, and it and, says child. It doesn't say how old. Try. It could have been 14. No, because he says that he can't remember his family. Mm, okay. So, and so, I mean, if, you know, and I mean, when he, when he's asked his name, he doesn't, well, I used to be called blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, he like, he doesn't remember his name. That is young. Yeah, you're right. So, and <laughs> I think, I think it's interesting too, because I, know how deep abrams and disney want to get into it but you can actually make something of a comment about child soldiers if you talk about the uh, the new order stormtroopers like that that actually could be something very fascinating because it is a phenomenon that exists and it's actually you know um, a terrible thing although it sounds like here they're taken and they spend i don't know 10 15 years training them and then they put them into their first battle but so I don't know. It's just it. There, the he is just a wee bit wacky. You know, if Phasma had maybe at some point said, "Yeah, he's he's always been a little weird," or you know, he's never had any disciplinary issues, but he is a, an unconventional sort or something. Maybe I would have been. I totally bought into it. But so you're mm-hmm. waiting for these the uh, the expanded universe movie that's the uh, full plastic jacket, basically the training thing. <laughs> the pl- full plastic jacket. Yeah. Uh, actually, that that's <laughs> the metal jacket is a reference to bullets, so it should be plasma bolt. Ah, you're right. Yeah. Now that would be kind of cool. DL44 full plasma bolt blaster, sir. <laughs> what the hell is your major malfunction, stormtrooper? Pew! I love it. That, that'd be. Are cool. you a bantha? Because that, <laughs> that would be. That we got queers and banthas down there in Tatooine. <laughs> Jakku. Oh my god. Now that would be some holy shit. R. Lee Ermy is a stormtrooper captain. Just the stormtrooper drill sergeant. Yeah. That would be just, you know. That's terrific. Yeah. Oh yeah. Geez. Just yeah. just just a funnier die recreation of that yep. scene. Absolutely terrific. Jesus Christ. Jesus Mary Joseph Gungan. Gonna you rip off ugly. your helmet? No, sorry. <laughs> rip off your head and shit down your sanitation hole. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, you're ugly uh, enough to be a modern art masterpiece. This wow. is my blaster. There are others like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> this is my blaster. This is my gun. This one's for blasting. This one's for fun. Wow, yeah. They and are. the scene when they beat Finn with the soap wrapped in towel. Oh yeah. It all begins to come together. Mm, yeah. Sure. 
And That'd be great, Finn crying in his bunk. <laughs> right? But still in the in the Stormtrooper armor, so the soap only just bounces off. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, stop, stop. Oh. Man. Don't say anything, FN, whatever your number is. Yeah. I know. I um, should know it by now. Yeah, you should. You've seen it, what, three times, four times? Three times. Wow. Only three. I'm sorry. Once for you, Andy? Once for me. So Once far. for me as well. I yeah. think Jeff saw it twice. Yeah. Um, I, I'll expand on it too. That uh, you guys were complaining last week about the uh, about uh, Ray being a Mary Sue that, uh, that she was just too competent right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn is the opposite direction. He has some room for growth, so we'll get to see him change over the movies. Sure. Yeah. And and, become, and we'll see Ray change. Uh, growth is an interesting word, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I and of course they did write those young adult introductory stories that came out around the same time as the movie. Those are out, and I think maybe Rucka wrote one of them. But they're backstories of uh, Poe, Ray, and Finn. Oh, oh cool. Nice. And to fill in some some story. So maybe there's something in there about Finn that will help. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So. That actually would be interesting to see if they did something like that, yeah, if they addressed that. So, Yeah, the more... It's funny, because I've been thinking about it more and more and more. And just now at the end of the movie, I really wish... I really wish they had dealt with the find Luke MacGuffin differently because I want that scene where he's where Kylo Ren is reaching for the lightsaber and and it flies by him into Ray's hand. I want it to fly into Luke's hand. Mm. <clears throat> I, I was kind of looking for Luke in that scene too. Yeah, because my thought is this movie Luke kicks Ren's ass but can't finish it because the planet's falling apart and he has to grab unconscious Ray and Finn and get out of there. And that leaves it open for the second movie, which is where Ren, training complete with Snoke, kills Luke. And then Rey has to deal with that and get her head on straight to get Ren in the third movie. Mm. That's how I see it. That would be fun. I've been been thinking about that because it also would be just cool to actually give Hamill a moment to actually wield the lightsaber and just and, and or just some. give Hamill a moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's that's about all he had. And, and I mean, and you got to admit, if that saber had flown across the screen into Luke's hand, the, the, the audience would have mm, shit. Yep. Yeah. No doubt about it. It, it would have been the biggest moment of the movie. It, it might have been there in the draft. That might have been where it was supposed to go, and they had that. Maybe. That may be why she. End up being so powerful is that they had to replace her in with yeah, her. Yeah, it. I mean, it almost does. It almost looks like well, we'll just put her in for Luke, and then you know, so because I, it, I, I don't. I still love Ray. Ray's still my favorite character out of that. Um, but you get the action figure. But um, <laughs> but or the body pillow. Uh, okay, but I'm gonna, oh, did you see that? Did you did you see that interview? There's an interview on British television. I forget the uh, the host. He's known for doing risque stuff, and he had Fisher and Daisy Ridley on. Oh my! And uh, Fisher is talking about yeah. I met this one guy. He was like, you know, when I was young, I thought about you as Princess Leia every day from when I was like 14 to 22. And I said to him every day, and he said, well. Four times a day, and it's just a beat. And she looks at Ridley and goes, "So you have that to look forward to?" <laughs> oh, she's so good. She is so good. Oh, oh man. And Ridley's got this face. It's just awesome. Oh, oh wow, wow. Man. 
<laughs> Thank you, Carrie Fisher, for still being as sharp as you are. No, no kidding. She, she, she is, is amazing. on it. Oh. And thank you, Todd, for writing in. Got one more email about Star Wars. Gentlemen and Paul. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there we go. Hey, right. uh, thanks for the discussion on Star Wars Episode Four reboot. I think you were dead on. There are a lot of logistical flaws and some incidents of piss poor dialogue, but the droid was completely lovable, despite my considerable efforts to hate him. And the villain was really strong. In short, this movie built some great characters, a skeleton upon which the next installment can be built. I'm a little bit scared that it will turn into a remake of Empire with a training montage and lifting a ship out of the ocean. <laughs> but at least we may get to enjoy a dark side training montage as well. Anyway, mm. actually, I was really relieved when we had Emperor 2.0 requesting the return of Vader 2.0 in order to complete his training. That simple inclusion worked wonders to maintain my suspension of rational disbelief regarding any shiny new cherished villain getting beaten by a girl who just happened to roll four 18s on her stats for character generation. <laughs> I, I love I just want to stop and say I love that sentence. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Yes, Chewie's laser X-Bow thingy shot in the side helped as well, but still, on to the main point. When we split... When we see split, streaking arcs of plasma blast across the galaxy to destroy a number of planets, would it have been too much to ask to devote ten seconds of film showing one of those blasts striking Naboo? Imagine it! A scene of ten to fifteen annoying fucking Gungans looking up at the rapidly reddening sky. The light gets more and more intense, Misa's so scared! They hug and waggle those annoying prehensile frog tongues at the sky. Kabam! And with that, the karmic debt upon the franchise known as Jar Jar Binks might have been paid. Excellent show as always. Thanks for all you do, Jeff the Currently Living. I don't know. I think the Gungans would have been, uh, look at the pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> You're an idiot. Don't know pretty lights. Boom. Yeah, it, yeah. um, uh, the thing that's cool about BB-8, and I was I was talking, I'm, Paul and I exchanged this last week. BB-8 is so obviously a look kids cute toy, but is handled so damn well. You cannot like, love him. It's 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 a ma- masterful job of you know guys. You can create shit for merchandising and still come out on top, story wise, narratively wise character wise because come on that thing is so totally a kid's toy but it is it, i'm shocked i liked bb8 but i'm shocked at the number of adults watching this movie who are like oh and i love bb8 you know it's like sure you know when i first saw endearing him, little thing yeah yeah it was just but at the same time a well done enough character that it's not just pure cute you know like say a Gungan misfire? Well, Gungan or <laughs> or alien creature in Lost in Space, which is the exact I think the the enti- the illustration of in the Lost in Space movie they had that didn't c- see it nobody okay. saw it oh well they they had a CG um, kind of ape kind of cat like alien creature totally cute and it was all about the kitty market merchandise it was painfully obvious you mean like okay. an ewok uh not not quite no <laughs> no no for <laughs> but yeah yeah so as I'm, far as the gun gunner concerned mm-hmm. 
in my mind, from now on, uh, uh, Jar Jar was a Sith. I, I love that theory, and that, that it's will, a, such a fun theory, and, and, really and that will fun. make that movie better for me next time I watch it. <laughs> you, you, no, it won't. But it's nice that you think. That. <laughs> it's nice you think. That. Um, yeah, Gungans. I don't know, but you know what? I have to say, my whole thought on Ewoks has completely changed. Just when I realized that they eat human flesh. Oh yeah, that right there just That's made true. me go. You know what? I dig these things now. They're not bad. Yeah. And, of course, if you've been on the Internet at all this week, you realize that they never survived the uh, destruction of the second Death Star anyway. So whether you like them or not, Ewoks don't exist on that moon anymore. I saw um, something about the uh, the changes. It it might have been a cracked article about stupid changes that were made in the uh, the original movies. I didn't realize they cut the uh, Yub Dub song out of the end of the... uh, Oh, the the new versions, the special yeah. edition yeah. versions. Yeah. Wow. I I, I missed the Yub Dub song. Yeah, yeah. I like the Yub Dub song. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I don't you know, have it on my MP3 player or anything, but well, I like the Richard Cheese yeah, version. Yeah, I was gonna say I may put the Richard Cheese version on mine. Yeah, that is just awesome. <laughs> I didn't know we had one. Oh yeah, yeah I, I sent it to you. Yeah, I shared that on. Uh, I probably on, have heard on it Facebook. and forgot. Yeah. Yub nub. And yeah, he's just Come on, sing along. You know the he, words. He's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to do one last song. Then we got to catch the red eye for Caprica. Nice. And then he pauses and he's like, it's a Cylon joke. <laughs> I wrote it just for you. He, it's great. I, I wrote it and I don't even get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is one other me- email from the Shadow Scoop, but I'm saving that for next week because it directs Paul's points directly to him. Ah, so oh, we're going to oh, wait till Paul returns oh. for that email. All right. So, gentlemen, we haven't been able to do this for a while. What did you do in the last couple of weeks that you want to talk Man, about? I've done a, I, mean, I just played a game of Exploding Kittens a couple hours ago. That Exploding was fun. Kittens card game. Yep. Now, I got a, a, a uh, Twitter before this started. Uh, Sod Pen is looking for two-player games, two-player card games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be similar to Munchkin. Anything come to mind? Is is that the, the Exploding Kittens? Is that there, there's a version of the uh, that DC deck building game that's a head to head game, but we have not really found mm. it enjoyable yet. We haven't we haven't cracked the nut oh, wow, on that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it it feels like there should be something there, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to play this with Kay because I think he's decided he hates it. I'm not too happy with that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I think deck building games are best with groups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, there was a game called Zune that was uh, alien races against other alien races. It was... If you can still get that. I don't know too much about two, two player. I yeah, know. that's, that's something we just don't run into all that no. often. Can, uh, can you do the flux games two player, or is that just yeah, not going to work? That work. No. I, you can. Uh, I don't know if you should. Yeah. <laughs> not cards, but the uh, the various zombie dice and the various... Uh, dice games. Variations yeah. of those oh, are good yeah. two player. Zombie dice, Mars... Uh, the Cthulhu Mars die, you think? Could yep. that work? Um, Cthulhu dice requires more people. Cthulhu okay. dice is weirdly... Um, when it gets down to Cthulhu dice, is uh, a dreidel with a more with more options. <laughs> more options. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, <clears throat> that's terrific. That's just it. Is that there's not a lot out there for two player games, and no. when you when you say like Munchkin, then it gets even harder. When I was uh, 
when I was in high school, it was a ton of two-player games, but they were really complicated. There was all those Steve Jackson games that came in little sure. plastic things about the size of, well, they're about... Mm. The, the micro games. Yeah. Now, there, yeah. there's one game that comes to mind, and that's Illuminati from Steve Jackson. Yeah, it's I better with a group, though. That is better with a group, but I have played it with just two people. It does work. Okay. So that might be my suggestion. Yeah. In this case. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, it was a GEV, which was a hovercraft uh, game on hexes. That, that, that's, that's a board, Steve that, Jackson. That was, that was a Steve Jackson board game. And there yeah. was oh, a wow. Snitz Revenge, which was a really goofy game where What's one player. Snitz Revenge. Snitz Revenge. One player was playing uh, a Blotimus, I think, which was this giant <laughs> blob thing with a giant okay. nose. And the game board was the bottomist and you were one player was playing the bottomist and his various uh organs and antibodies and the other player was playing the stints that would run up inside the bottomist and run kick at the death of the inside now what i might recommend of course this is a goddamn rabbit hole but maybe a, those collectible card game style games because those are usually meant one on one. Magic yeah. and Magic and those are really built for head to head competitions, aren't they? Yes, they are. That those are kind of two player games yeah. with three player option rules. Yeah, that's a scary rabbit hole. You're right. It yeah. is, but there are you don't have to go that far down. It you can get the pre made decks. Mm-hmm. They're they're built for your pleasure, and <laughs> and there are many options of games to try out based on what themes you like. Yeah. So and some, of course, are more complicated than the others, but some are not that complicated. Exploding kittens would work for two people, but more would be funner. Okay. So there, there you go, mm-hmm. Sod Pen. I hope that helps. What else you do, gentlemen? I'll tell you. What, I'll throw one out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, I finished Stephen King's uh, eleven twenty two sixty three incredible novel. Uh, I look very forward to the Hulu miniseries coming up. Uh, now I've begun uh, Leviathan Wakes the first in the Expanse right. novel series, and I am reading it concurrently while watching the sci-fi really? show. And that is an interesting exercise. Wow. Because the story beats, mostly similar, but kind of different how they get there. Hmm. So, so it's really this whole alternate reality versions of the same thing happening. Nice. It's, it's Kind of fun to wrap the brain around. That's interesting. So, but either way you choose, both excellent pieces of work. Have, mm-hmm. have either you read? No, Expanse? no, no, no. That's uh, that's on the list. Great space opera. I'm really enjoying it so far, and the sci-fi series is, even though it takes its own liberties, is really, really good, really compelling, and beautifully shot. You you feel the realism of of, of dirty space. I love that aspect. Oh, I like dirty You like space. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so, I'll look for that one. That sounds good. So thumbs up. Yeah. However you do the expanse, yeah. it's both good. Well, the thing I've been chomping at the bit to brag about was uh, after about eight, eight or nine months of trying to do it, I think, Duncan and I finally beat Mob of the Dead, which was a- Mob uh, of the Dead. It's in- uh, call of, Which Call it's of the Duty is it? Black Ops 2 Black Zombies Ops 2, level. Yeah. Okay, and it's a nice one because it's uh, the the characters are voiced by uh, Joey Pantaleone. Joey, Pant- really? Yeah, Joey, Joey Pants. Pants. Yeah, um, Michael um, Madsen is he one? Michael really? Madsen. Um, They're putting a lot more into this, aren't they? Mm, um, oh, this, this is a couple of years old. God, I'm forgetting wow. who the hell. His... It's, it's four big actors playing the main characters. Yeah, and it's in a prison that takes place in the f- 30s or 40s. 
And really? uh, yeah, and it's um Mob of the Dead. Mob of the Dead. It's now, his, which version of Black Ops, Black Ops 2. Two? Black Ops Two. And you you're running through it trying to build shit. Um, and you're trying to build an airplane on the roof out of crap. What? And, yeah, it's it's crazy. And but, you, you're but explaining it, a game that I never knew existed oh. in a series well, that I never cared that's for. That's because you people just willfully dismiss Call of Duty. It's uh, no, I have tried every Call of Duty up through Ghost, uh, but they all kind of feel the same now to me. Black Black Ops and and, and you know Andy and I we play Black Ops just for the zombies. We yep. just do it for horde mode. I don't. I don't care for single player. I don't care for campaign. Uh, we also will do bl- uh, bots levels, but it's really all about the zombies and just getting mm-hmm. swarmed by the damn zombies. Yeah. So, and that's. Um, I love this idea of finding parts for a plane. Well, and, and the thing is, you have to. It's you have to go through it multiple times. You get the plane built. You fly across to. Uh, you fly across and crash on the Golden Gate Bridge, and then. What? After you fight off the horde on the bridge, you run up and there's a bunch of electric chairs on the bridge and you jump into the electric chairs and it zaps you and you end up right back where you started and you have to go through the whole process again. Wow. But Oh yeah, you're forgetting. You start as ghosts. Yes, you start as ghosts, that's what? right. And yeah. you have like, to like spirits ghosts. Yeah, and you have to jump back into your body. <laughs> there, there, there are parts what? of there are parts of the game you can only access in ghost form. You go in and hit a switch as a ghost and then come jump back into your body. What about your sh- shitty wiki? They're not ta- telling who the actors are. It's Jesus crazy. Christ. Try it on IMDb. What, what you're telling me is just blowing my mind right Anyways, now. Anyways. Yeah, it's a lot it, of fun. It, Duncan and I have been close for a couple months to beating it, and we finally beat it, and it was really satisfying. I yeah. mean, we just, it was something we'd just pick out, like, you know, two or three times a week we'd go in, and by the end of it, you know, it's, it's a long, complicated process. By the end of it, Duncan was getting pretty sick of it because every time we jumped in, it's like, you know, 40 minutes of grinding to get to the part where yeah. ah, we didn't quite make it again. I hate, well, that's one of the yeah. reasons I hate that. I mean, yeah. I got tired of it because of that. Andy was always like, want to do it again, want to do it again. We're yeah. getting close. And I'm, oh, fuck. Yeah, we were never, Joey Pants, we were... Chaz Palminteri, hmm. Ray Liotta, and Michael Madsen. Those are the wow. four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And it uses their faces too. So. It does. Yeah. Yeah, Show me a picture there. It's it's a it's a it's a great it's great fun. I, you know, I have a a game hole where uh, Fallout Four was because mm-hmm. <laughs> I finished it. Ah. and it's I, I want more. But yeah. don't you now like have to do the challenging stuff like do hey. Fallout Four without killing people and stuff? That you somebody did that. Somebody did that in a real roundabout way. And a near impossibility. Yeah. But they did it. Wow. They had to, like, kill boss monsters by making them wander over mines. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's imp- like, a boss that would normally take 15 minutes tops. Right. And that's saying you're a really bad player. Took uh-huh. about five hours. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So oh, Jesus. That's crazy. But anyways, we, built, we beat that, and now I think eventually once we... Catch our breath and dive back into it. Well, probably there's another one that's uh, oh, the set during World War One. It has giant robots in it. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I do with these every giant single robots. one of these now, right? What's that? They do these every single one of these now. They've right? got multiple ones on there. The the um that's those are both on those are both on two. Black um, Ops yeah, two. ladies and gentlemen, eighties Jeff. 
Holy hey. crap. In the house. A very well-dressed 80s Joe. Yeah, it's well, very you dapper. Know, when, you, when you get right off work, you have to come home in what yeah. you're wearing. So. What? I, I got right off work. I'm <laughs> I'm doing the basic black and white like you, but geez. I, I just do it with style, Kirsten. Oh, We're still oh. doing the uh, what'd you do this week. So oh. you got something? Uh, well, let's see. I did go see Star Wars again. Uh, this time we, in we 3D. We talked a lot of Star Wars Yes, I'm just saying that's one of the sure. things I did. Um, Better gosh, in 3D? How, how was, how'd you like uh, it? 3D was really interesting, especially there's one particular scene where uh, the Star Destroyer is yeah. sitting there and literally the nose of the Star Wars, or the Star Star Wars, the Star Destroyer <laughs> is like out over the audience oh, and Star it was Wars. pretty trippy. Yeah, I'm listening to uh, Adam Savage's podcast. I didn't even know he did one. I didn't I know he did one either. I stumbled across it. It's What's it called, called? It's called the Adam Savage Project. Uh, okay, and uh, and they he and his two uh, cast partners are raving about the movie, and it's really funny because they cited that they talked about the the Star Destroyer right out over the audience, and they were sitting even though it's post conversion, they were just like, "This is a movie you got to see in 3D uh, IMAX. You just wow. got to do it." Well, yeah, uh, Abrams shot it for 3D, even though he shot it on film 2D. In fact, uh, I, I, I didn't know when he uh, originally shot it that not only did he do a lot of classic film tricks like force perspective and having actual props on set, you know, the the scene where Finn, you know, spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen it, is running by the cockpit of the crashed TIE fighter, that that was an actual on set piece that he's running up and looking into. And then yeah, they uh, built ships for this thing. And when yeah. uh, when he and Ray are running towards the ship that explodes, that was a smaller model ship. But when they blew it up, you know, because of force perspective, it looked like it was much bigger, and that the yeah, explosion nice. was bigger. But uh, but yeah, um, there was another scene I remember. Uh, I think it was when Kylo has frozen Ray. And he puts his lightsaber <laughs> over her shoulder. I just like to force say, frozen. as of two years ago, that sentence makes no sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he puts the saber <laughs> over her shoulder, and it's kind of angled slightly out over the audience. Which actually, oh, nice. I was going to say, yeah, we, we're probably out of spoiler zone, but that's actually in the, um, that's pretty yeah, much in the uh, It's in trailer. one of the trailers, yeah. yeah. yeah well, just it, not in 3D. <laughs> I, I I think at this point the whole spoiler thing. The movie's made a billion dollars. Don't tell me you yeah, haven't seen it. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also saw the Doctor Who Christmas special. Ah. Uh, you on, you seem very Sunday. happy. It this. was it was awesome. Uh, for those who are, <laughs> he's glowing. No, it, 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 it was it was so much fun. For those that are into the Doctor Who, um, you Whovians. The uh, reappearance of River Song was part of the story. Love River Song, and uh, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. Because I mean, I know it only came out on Christmas Day. Some people sure. uh, don't have BBC America in their city, so they're waiting for it to either come out on Netflix or whatever. But uh, yeah, don't spoil it. I'm part right here. Part part of the story is is funny because Go she outside, doesn't recognize Andy. him. <laughs> and, oh, and uh, there are a few other little inside jokes that uh, just <laughs> it was. Uh, he was hamming it up. It was I mean, he was having mm. a good time with that uh, that Christmas special. So I really enjoyed Sorry. it. That was me a while ago. Uh, are you gassing over there? A little bit. Oh, great. 
Those are the only Andy Andy is is not one to telegraph his uh, his attacks. <laughs> I just looked up and Kirsten's fanning himself. Yeah. And my Chiefs made the playoffs, so that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, (laughs) Nice geeky thing. So has anybody seen Hateful Eight yet? I was going to go see it last night, and I was running errands and dealing with the work stuff. So you didn't see it. And did not get to it. I did. I I may see it uh, New Year's Day, I'm thinking, because the next time I'll have a chance to... Well, uh, I, I'm hoping they have it New Year's Day because originally it was supposed to end on the 31st. You're talking the 70-millimeter the mil- roadshow. However, is, oh, there crap. are a few reports that are saying they are extending it through the theatrical it run. Is, so it is Fingers gorgeous. crossed. I can't tell, though, because the only place that shows it in 70-millimeter here in Vegas is AMC Town, Town Square. Square, and they have no listings for any movies past January 1st. Yeah. I can't take that so risk. I've got to see it before know. that. Yeah, no. So, it's so see it in seventy gorgeous. millimeter if you it's can. Gorgeous yeah. if it it's comes to your city. Beautiful. It is film. He filmed it. Um, yeah, passing one of those, and it is it is just absolutely. Um, and it's it's not my favorite Tarantino movie, but it's definitely a fun one. Samuel L. Jackson is great. I mean, everybody's great. What um, isn't he great in? Yeah, I, uh, I I was trying to think. Somebody said. Name a, ba- a film that Sam Jackson was bad in. I said, Star Wars Episode One. Oh! No, that's burn. a bad film that he was still good in. Was he? Was he really good? Oh, boy. You geeks. You geeks in your arguments. <laughs> Kurt Russell was vintage Kurt Russell. Nice. It's not like he stretched, but God, he just... The, the character he did there was just, just awesome. Jennifer Jason Lee. It's... Yeah, it's just... I'm, I'm not going to tell anything more about... It's... I will say one thing. Okay. It's a three-hour movie. Ooh. The roadshow plays old-school style. So intermission? There's like, there's like in, yes. Don't nice. run to the bathroom right before the intermission like I did. God. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me. damn it. Please tell me they do the whole, let's go out to the lobby. And no, no. No, no. No, dude. He's, he's treating this, the roadshow, he's treating like the big Cinerama yeah. releases, not the grindhouse. No, so I mean, you, but that, that, you have any of the overture? films I saw in intermission, they used to do that yeah. when no, I was a kid. The, the, the intermission comes up, then it goes completely, uh, the lights come up, it goes silent. Right. Then it comes right. back. It's so funny. A commentary on use of film versus digital. A friend of mine, uh, some of us may know, Cooper Holmes, uh, uh, resident Las Vegas uh, celebrity, uh, Clint Holmes' son. I work with him. He saw it. Oh, I don't know Cooper. I know Brent. Okay, carry on. Yeah. They uh, they, they fucked up the reels. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he said the screen goes completely white. And he's like, and, you know, Tarantino movie. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, white out. He's doing something funky with the snow. Right. And after about 20 seconds, the audience is like, uh-oh. And people are like, what's going on? And there's like a jumble picture. And then a reel comes up. And it's a spoiler because it's like another. It's They skipped the wrong reel. And we're like, stop it. Stop it. People are covering their eyes. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That character's dead. Now I have to watch him be alive for another Oh, my minutes. God. It was so hilarious because uh. I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, modern day theaters, uh, they don't have projectionists yeah. who know film. And this kind of mistake actually makes sense. And wow. it's also apropos because of Quentin Tarantino's love of Grindhouse. Right. That is a typical Grindhouse oh, moment yeah. when you think about it. They jump so ahead. I understand the. Um, version is going to come out after this the the regular version is going to be shorter it's shorter yes it's like a half an hour shorter i believe yeah. shorter it won't have the musical stuff and, yeah. and 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 yeah that kind of aspect see it this week 
Wow. Yeah, no in that couple of days, I guess. If you can track it down, the Roadshow version, it is good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. So there's a movie I fell in love with this week that <sighs> I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. It's called Convergence. A uh, little indie picture, uh, micro budget indie mm-hmm. picture. If you love movies like Memento, Primer, this is your kind of movie. I don't want to say too much about it because it's one of those things like you shouldn't know much, too much going in there. The uh, basic idea I can give you is a group of friends in Northern California get together for a dinner party a, during a nationally known comet going over, going close to the earth. Okay. And all the power goes out except for a house that is two blocks down and two of the people go to see what's up with that house and everything changes for everybody from then on. Nice. Oh, okay. It's throughout the whole film, I was going, this is so much fun. And it's even more impressive after you watch it and you watch it the second time because you'll want to to fill in those clues that you missed. Right. That's how they wrote this movie and how it was filmed makes it even more impressive. Is it okay. is it Charlie Kaufman or something like that? Is somebody interesting to write it? No. I they I, I don't want to say too much about how who wrote it and such. Uh, I will say it one of the stars, Nicholas Brendan. Uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, oh, uh, the, Xander. Xander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the best thing I've ever seen him in. Wow. He great. does a really good job in well, this film. Good. Maybe he'll, maybe he can, yeah, not be crazy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Convergence. Find it if you can. It came out, I think, in 2012, 2013. So it's been around. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it mentioned in and around the internet, uh, but I have never. Is it on Netflix? I, 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 I was going to say, that's always my question. Sure. I got it through the Netflix disc queue. Right. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if okay. I've seen it in the in the uh, streaming queue when I pass by. I learned about it from Empire Magazine. And I got to say, I find some of the best movies I've never heard of by reading reviews sure. from Empire. Right. That's that's the film magazine that is as far as I'm magazine. concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know it's, it's British, so it's expensive. But if you can get it digitally, it's a hell of a lot less expensive. Mm. Oh, and a side note, a uh, customer today tried to guess my age at 20. That was sweet. That Ooh, feels good. Nice. Ooh, that that feels was weird. great. Granted, I wear makeup and I have a lot of costume and it's a little dark in the theater, but still. That doesn't matter how you get it as yeah. long as you get it. <laughs> That's why people love the clubs. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I still get carded sometimes. Oh, staying on the Doctor uh, Who theme. You and your cherubic cheeks. Uh, I uh, spent, I, since I haven't been on the podcast to say this, one of the geeky things I did was I spent stupid money on a VIP package for the uh, Wizard World Con in March. Now, we knew because, that Matt Smith ah, was coming. Yes. But now... But what you don't know is the day after I said on this podcast that Matt Smith had been added, they added Karen Gillan. So, the gruesome twosome. Yes. I have a dual VIP photo and autograph thing that I purchased with Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. So, wow. March what? Ooh. Uh I have to look it up. I think I want to say like 15, 16, 17. Okay. And now that's, is this, is um, it... that's in Wisconsin, is that right? No, it's <laughs> here in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Convention Center. You jackass. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't bite. I'm <laughs> and then I uh, also made a Whovian's Day because I told her that Matt Smith was coming and she freaked out. 
at my local coffee shop. He loves so. to make Whovian days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She saw my, my Star Trek oh, wallet and we chatted worry. about stuff. And she's like, do you like Doctor Who too? And I said, I've known Doctor Who longer than you've been alive. So <laughs> Wow. And she was like, okay. Sweet that's why you'll die alone. Yeah, not dating this I one. said it nicer than that. <laughs> Let him be a mentor and nothing else. But hopefully she's actually listening to the podcast now because hey. she also was psyched to hear that uh, we do a podcast about geeky stuff. So. That's mm. right. She we asked do. me to write down the, uh, I didn't have any promo cards on me because I was on my way to work, but uh, she asked me to write down Spraying the, uh, the geeks bowl, if you will. The, uh, mm. the address for the website and everything. So I do like that aspect of geekdom now. Yes. yes. There are you know, women involved. Yeah. I like the different voices and I like the soft, you know, cuddly people there. It's, it's good. Beautiful. Yeah, it's she was telling me. And the women are nice too. She and her fiance are huge <laughs> Whovians, so it's not just all about you, soft and cuddly, Andy. <laughs> he is pretty soft and cuddly. I am soft and, and cuddly. Big cheeks. <laughs> It'd be easier if you just cuddle with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the new Andy line. <laughs> Gentlemen, anything else you got? Uh, There's plenty, but it. let's carry it. Oh, wait, you got something. Uh, no, I don't know if I got anything yeah. else. I think... Uh, it's been weeks since we've been able to do this. Sure. But, uh, yeah. I think we hit the high points. Yeah. Hateful Eight and Star Wars is still great, although I think Fury Road deserves Best Picture more. Okay. There it is. Your best right. Picture Absolutely. 2015. Yeah. You know, it's... I hate... We. I think we've it's spoken about the, I. Yeah. I really loathe the phrase. It's not a perfect movie, but I find myself using this for Star Wars because I don't... I don't you know, think it's it's it, it's. I don't know. I I love it. I love it incredibly. I think it's you lo- incredibly you, well you, done. You enjoy it despite its flaws. Yeah. Well, I in mean, film school, we discussed that there is no such thing right, as a right. perfect film. There's That's a myth, why I hate the phrase. There is a myth of the perfect film because every film takes story structure God damn you, Citizen and Kane. modifies it a little bit. Even even Citizen Kane, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people. You know, claim that it's the perfect movie. It has its flaws too. Yeah. So I mean, right. it's it's who, not. Who heard him say Rosebud? At the very beginning. No. Who was in the room? The room was empty. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, nobody did. Yes. He he was by himself in his yeah. giant house. And then there was been the rest of the movie trying to figure out what Rosebud yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Take <clears throat> that continuity. Yeah. Holy shit! Mind blown. Broken. <laughs> movie broken. I I, can't I actually... look at Orson Welles the same anymore. Yeah. I can't look him the same since the uh, the peas thing. It's, it's a lot of shit, you know. <laughs> or, or the or the wine commercials. <laughs> oh, the wine commercials. We'll sell no wine late before it's time. Late great planet Earth, which predicted a Muslim a terrorist attack on New York decades before it happened. Mm-hmm. Scary. Stop and Weird Al man. in his song Yoda predicted that they would be making these movies till the end of time, and here we are Official. with yeah! officially the. Star Wars is going to outlive all of us. We, I, we, our generation will never see the end of it. It will be tragic and sad, but nevertheless, I'm happy to know that I will one day die knowing I'm not going to see the next Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it ends. <laughs> Thump. <laughs> it's on his gravestone I don't know that prequel story about Ray's young child. <laughs> no. On the gravestone it says, no spoilers. 
Right. Yeah, by the time we die, though, maybe we'll be able to upload our consciousness into the internet or something. Rain in a jar. And we'll we'll be able to to watch it digitally. It'll be like downloaded directly into our virtual brains. Our our consciousness will be able to appreciate appreciate it, but we'll be dead. Yeah. Mm. Our physical bodies will be nothing. Or the the series that we become. And then how will we masturbate to Batman comics? Vertigo, no, Vertigo comics. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did I call that or what? You called it, bro. <laughs> you I missed called it. What? That's a Twitter conversation, viewers. Just oh. to show you. <laughs> oh, gentlemen. What? Uh, I've been hoarding. What? I've been hoarding. Oh, here we go. News you don't give a shit about. Torgo, you <laughs> filthy horde. There is a Knight Rider film in production. Next. Nope. Starring David Hasselhoff. Called Night Rider Heroes. I saw this. There's really not much information. Wait, that's stop it. right that's, here. That's, that's all the information. Stop right here. Okay. Night Rider Heroes. So he is the mentor with a bunch of young bucks in various robot vehicles. Young bucks. Nobody knows. It's true. It's, no one knows. That's all the information we have, other than this vague ta- tagline: "The Foundation for Law and Government has a new mission." You sure you're ready for this? That's the tagline. That's, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure okay, this, this brings me back to two weeks ago when you had the uh, the um, the episode 11 on, or was it whatever the fallback was one, the the, the one when we ran the old episode. Oh, okay, the, the flashback. It was weird listening to that and hearing uh, you guys talk about shows that had happened and never happened. Yeah. It was, yeah, wonderfully bizarre. <laughs> that's, that's our tagline for our show. Shows that have happened and never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. If you go to that website for Knight Rider Heroes, there's literally no information. There's a video with yeah, Hasselhoff website, in it. You, yeah. you, you can sign up for updates. Now, th- this is what we got. Hasselhoff reprises his role as Michael Knight, and it looks like he's enlisted the help of someone to accompany him on his newest adventure. Now, a couple years ago, Weinstein Company started developing a feature film version of Knight Rider, but this is not associated with that project. So Knight Rider nope. Heroes comes from Knight Industries Media. Is it a movie? Okay, sorry. It's an is it a movie or is it a movie or is it a, it's a movie? Uh, okay, it seems like, it sounds like it's a f- free to play iPad game. Yes, <laughs> it does. It really yeah. does. So, but that's it. There's no other information. Well, I don't trust that stuff anymore. Ever since my heartbreak when Hawk the Hunter did not right. make its Kickstarter goal. Oh, it didn't. No. Now you were talking about England on the old, the old episode too. Were you over there around Christmas time? I was there just post Christmas. Okay, so you didn't experience any of the Christmas pantomimes. No, I did not. But you you know about them. Yes. You know the biggest star in Christmas pantomimes is right now. I don't know that Hasselhoff. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, somebody fantastic. somebody needs to love you, him. You could probably can you explain Christmas pantomimes? No, because I, uh, I it's, it's just a thing that happens in England. I don't. Yeah. Maybe one of our readers. <laughs> Yes, our readers. Uh, either our, either readers. Sam readers. or uh, who else is you know. who else is over there in jolly old. <laughs> I could, but I won't. Great Britain. My dad did. Well, a there, is, there, there is gaming mill. My dad did yes, a panto could and uh, probably do a very comical explanation of what that yeah. is in Kuwait, and he played the devil, and he scared the living shit out of the kids in the audience. Children <laughs> were crying and right. running out. So, yes, he did. Good on him. News you don't give a shit about. Oh, this one might be my favorite. Really? This could okay. be my, my cringing favorite. Paramount and Hasbro have announced uh, plans to you combine can stop right there. 
to combine a smattering of toy and sci-fi properties into one massive shared universe. Please, God, no. The project will jam the worlds of G.I. Joe, Rom Space Knight, Micronauts, Visionaries, and Mask Mobile Armored Strike Command into one gigantic film universe. Fuck me. Wow, that is ten kinds of awful. (laughs) The shared universe will follow the writer's room model the studio has been using to generate an assembly line of Transformers movies. So that's what you have to look forward to. They hope to attract, quote, top talent to the venture. (laughs) Uh, Quote, Hasbro and all Spark Pictures put storytelling at the center of everything that we do. These brands are filled with memorable stories and vivid characters, and this universe creates a framework for how they will become interconnected, unquote. Hasbro chairman Brian Goldner said the studio said that. Uh, the studio wants to capitalize on every piece of intellectual property on the shelf, and with the Transformers franchise accounting for $3.8 billion to date, along with a respectable $675 million from the two G.I. Joe films, there's money to be made mining that nostalgia. We have top men working on this. Top, top men. <laughs> That's exactly where my brain went when he said that. Oh, God. Now, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't Marvel own ROM Space Knight? No, they don't. No, they don't. They, no, no, they, they developed, licensed. They licensed it, developed this whole storyline. The question is, does Hasbro have, have access to Marvel's storyline? Yeah. That's the real Probably question. not, Probably because not. the Dire Wraiths are not going to make it into a Hasbro setup. Yeah, so, and Marvel does own the Dire Wraiths. And I know a lot of people that enjoy the ROM run on Marvel. Right. Okay, this says IDW now has the uh, comic rights to ROM. Okay. As of twenty July 2015. The, um, the first time I saw Rogue was in a ROM comic. Really? Yeah, there, really? Were, there yeah. was ROM X-Men crossover stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It was so funny. I remember reading about that oh so long ago. It's like we want to do a comic tie-in with this robot, and basically all they said was it's a robot that runs around shooting people with its ray gun. And Marvel Comics was like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Mm. hell. So that the whole the ray gun is actually like a dimensional thing that shoots the dire wraiths to another dimension. The dire wraiths mimic human beings, and that's why it looks like he's shoot blasting human beings. But he's actually shooting the disguised dire wraiths into another dimension, and he's from another planet. And he was originally a humanoid. The the basically his people look like humans, and he's transported into the robot body so he can be the space knight. But he's, you know, so he's actually a human in a rope. I mean, it's so funny because it really does smack of George Lucas bending over backwards to make this robot blasting people acceptable for kids yeah. way of approach. It's really they funny. They really pulled all, all the stops. <laughs> and it that. did. It crosses <laughs> over into the Marvel superhero universe. There, there are X-Men crossovers and things like that. So I had the toy. That was Did you? this plastic gray, decent sized <laughs> space yeah, yeah, yeah. knight. It, it was like a twelve inch toy, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? one button was sound effects, mm-hmm. and each time you pushed it, was a different thing. Start the Vader style breathing or it, rockets going, and it had the other button that did lights. His eyes. Yeah. He mm-hmm. had a rocket pack on the back that lit up, and then he, his guns would plug into a little side thing mm-hmm. and would light up. Mm-hmm. But he ha- came with like three different guns. Right, yeah, and they did that in the, in the comic too. I think one of the gun was like was a gun for revealing the race. The other one was for sending him away. You know, yeah. just just because it sparked my brain here, 
I want to throw out there. There's this app out there, Quiz Up. Okay. Right? It's a free trivia game app. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Hmm. And the reason I it brought get, came to mind is one of the trivia categories is name that toy. Okay. Wow. Okay. Where it shows a toy f- f- going all the way back, and and a multiple choice answer and. That's a real, probably the best trivia game I've ever played. Is that oh. the one that you had a post on that said that you're the number one in Nevada in horror? That is correct. Okay. I am, I am the number one ranked horror fiction, horror novel. Oh, is that what those things are coming from? Yeah, that so shit's gonna... popping up, and I'm like, what the fuck is Torgo doing? I'm trying to get people to play with me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> people people have asked that as long as I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so play Quiz Up and find me. I'm under Todd Bristow on it. I want so more people to play with. My friend Andy Hartzell, another cartoonist, had a strip here in the Las Vegas Weekly years ago. Um, and he had an arc going on. It was, it, was, you know, it was a little four-pager, but he had an arc going on where one of his characters was really excited about the upcoming Hungry Hungry Hippo movie. And was waiting in line <laughs> for the Hungry Hungry Hippo movie. <laughs> And I, th- was, I think I remember this. And was very concerned about them getting the personality right of the green hippo. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that is the most complex. Yeah. That, that was the kind of, yeah. You're, you're in the right mind frame for what the jokes were in that. It was pretty good. News you don't give a shit about. Get ready for Sadako versus Kayako. Huh? Are you ready? Are you excited? Wow, Paul got uh, hard really and missed. doesn't even know why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's going through rehearsal right now oh, going, oh, oh hey. that's not good. He's, he's in a singlet on stage right <laughs> yeah. now. Why, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Paul, you're taking this a little too seriously. Sadako is the creepy ghost girl from the Ring franchise. Uh-huh. Kayako is the ghost from the Grudge series. Oh, For, Per variety. A Freddy versus Jason style rumble between the two was initially conceived only as an April Fool's prank. But when the joke went viral, producers figured out, hey, there's money in this. The film is being set for June 2016 release. So they went full tauntaun sleeping bag on it. Yeah. Wow. Lovely. Uh, so we're getting the ring uh, versus grudge. Lovely. I like that. So that's. I, I guess I'll have to see these movies now. You haven't seen those two? No. They're actually. No pretty damn good yeah i've heard good things about him mm. i just i i'm not um horror the, maven like you even are, if you so. see the american versions they're actually decent translations mm-hmm. in fact mm-hmm. it's mighty me arguably that the american version of the ring is actually a little better hmm. but uh but, well you know me i'm a purist i'll yeah. i'll go for the originals if i can and, get them yeah they're, and they're both worthwhile so but even so that's it, awesome. That was a news you don't give a shit about? It, it really you give a shit I, about you know that. what? I kind of, I, I mean, I don't know. It, I'm not burning to run out and watch that. I'm not, this This is I, not I, I will Star say, Wars 8 territory, but still. <laughs> I will say goes against the characters because they're kind of serious horror monsters because they're serious and not so serious. You know, you get into Jason and Freddy. They, they're a lot less serious as time goes on. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to have that campy get together. They're, they're not so much camp and then so on. So that's what's so weird about this. Well, we, we just discussed Star Wars 7 did merchandising approaches and still did a good job. So maybe. Maybe. It, hey, it yeah. can happen. And don't did, think I won't watch it. Yes. Another thing back to the flashback episode. Uh-huh. It was like episode 11. And you, my friend, said yeah. if it's done well. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it where it back. started off. It goes uh-huh. way back. <laughs> 
You know, speaking of merchandising, though, did you see that before the film even dropped, Disney had already recouped its investment I heard that. on Lucasfilm I heard just that. from merchandising yeah. by like one and a half billion. Yeah. I mean, that, that blows my mind. Yeah. They made their entire investment plus another billion and a half before the movie even dropped. Lucas might have started, but Disney fine-tuned the Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Disney I've, looked at the Lucas model and said, this guy knows a thing or two. And I found myself at the department store this good week. Good on him, though. And I actually looked at the toys finally. I did, too, and I didn't find a single figure That's I That's what wanted. I needed, but, yeah, I, mean, I, but I looked at it and I'm like, oh, so this is what I was not looking at for months. Although, bought out. my friend Dave bought the giant TIE fighter at Toys R Us. I saw that. The thing is massive. It's a, it's How big? freaking huge. Out. Okay, so it's at least... Don't make hand motions. We're on radio. The, the, the <laughs> fins are at least three feet high. The pod is about... Eight inches across. It sounds. Ooh, that sounds proportional. Yeah, the the figure yeah. that it comes with is bigger than the yeah. average Star Wars figure. Yeah, it it's is. bigger than the the it's, an average yeah, Coke it's can. It's slightly taller. Yeah, than your your can of Sprite there. It's crazy. So think of your average Coke can and then build a Tie Fighter around Ooh. it. And apparently, there's others in the series that are going to be coming out that size. There's going to be. I think other, it's called the Black Series. Is yeah. That All right. There's a, there's going to be oh, okay. more. Ships coming out that size if I, this one oh sells out. Oh my looks so god, good. the X Wing. I actually, oh, that would be so awesome. I have no room. Yeah. I know, that's what, that's what? what you I'm got, looking around Dude, you've going. got plenty of ceiling space. I'm looking right yeah, here. Yeah, you got plenty of room up there. That that stuff can hang. That can hang, can it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be very cool to do this podcast looking up at the TIE Fighter and X Wing uh, every time. It would be like going back to the experience and have a giant ship thing up <laughs> from the ceiling. That's right. Uh, Flashback. Yeah, well. News you don't give a shit about. What? He's still on that. I know. An unnamed. 28-year-old man from Siberia. Oh, I was going to say Florida. Okay. <laughs> is suing Bethesda because he became, quote, addicted to Fallout 4. Yeah, I saw this. Okay. The individual in question says he planned to play the game a few nights each week, but ended up on a three-week binge that it resulted in the loss of his job. <laughs> in other news, a lawyer survived Siberia. <laughs> Get the wallet. Andy and those singers. He claims he was so addicted that he couldn't even make time to eat or sleep. And his wife left him. Uh, now oh he is God. seeking around $7,000 in compensation. <laughs> That's it? For emotional distress. That's three years' pay. Oh. Yeah, I think it comes out to like 100,000 rubles or something like that. The man said that if he knew the game could become so addictive, he would have been a lot more wary of it. Oh, God. Specifically... <laughs> He said he either wouldn't have bought it or would have saved it until he was on vacation or had spare time over the holidays. <laughs> or planned his vacation around it, a la certain geeks I know. Mm-hmm. And, well, you should. Oh. Serious questions of accountability aside, the case is largely being viewed as a test in Russia as there haven't been any like it before. The law firm has acknowledged as much, saying they want to see how far they can go with the case. Now, as ludicrous as it is, such claims aren't new. In 2010, Craig Smallwood from Hawaii 
sued Lineage 2 after NC Interactive after logging more than 20,000 hours in the game. As the register recalls, the man claimed he had to be hospitalized and suffered long-term distress and depression due to the gaming binge. Amazingly enough, Smallwood won that case. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Fuck. That's a well, bizarre precedent. What was what country was it? Hawaii. Hawaii. It was Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Wow. Hawaii, Hawaii. Now, I will be the first to admit that, yes, when you start playing Fallout 4, it becomes obsessively wonderful. <laughs> I did, however, still make my job. Yeah. I still have my girlfriend. I can understand. Uh, sort, sort of on both of those. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> broken. I don't understand it either. Uh, I, I, Broken people att- attempting this game, I could see falling to it mm-hmm. but that's going to be like three people and this is one of them so is it an addictive game yes but are games supposed to be fun and all-encompassing yeah when done right so yeah yeah to be uh, when, when done well it's <laughs> yeah, i don't I, I don't know what to think about this guy mm. and this thing but it's happening and now you know well and knowing is half the battle. Fuck so you. if he wins, <laughs> if he wins, Bethesda's out seven thousand dollars in legal fees. But but, they got that, but they if got you consider they they're out seven thousand in legal fees, but they probably saved about two hundred thousand in advertising <laughs> really? because of this story. It's Absolutely, very true. It probably they probably looked at it and goes, "That's all he's asking is seven grand." This press release Just is from Bethesda. No, no wait, fight it, but not too hard. <laughs> Get it out to all the news outlets. <laughs> Fallout that's, 4 so fun you'll quit hilarious. your job yeah really that's uh, ad copy right there Week in Geek Woo-hoo. yay a few weeks in Geek just after 12 days in release Star Wars The Force Awakens made more than 1 billion dollars worldwide the previous record of 13 days one day more for you Jean Valjean fans was set earlier this year by Jurassic World Star Wars has done it without earning any money from the world's second largest film market in the world, China, yeah. where the movie does not open until January 9th. Oh, boy. I know. Why, it's crazy. why is that? Uh, while the Star Wars franchise overall has not been a phenomenon in China in any the way it is here or in other oh. countries, the movie is still expected to perform well when it opens, which is well, only going to bolster the movie's chances of reaching and surpassing the $2.7 billion grossed worldwide by the current all-time box office champ, Avatar. Even if Star Wars doesn't break the worldwide record, it should easily surpass Avatar's North American tally of $760 million. The Force Awakens has already ranked, uh, as of Monday, $545 million in North America just two weeks, crushing two more box office records along the way. First of those two also belonged to Jurassic World, which briefly held the world record for highest-grossing second weekend of all time with 106 million. Star Wars brought in 153 million in its second weekend. I think it was only a four percent drop. Wow! Most movies drop wow. around fifty percent yeah, on their second exactly. week. Four percent. Didn't it like Man. own the record for Christmas too? Yes, it did for it's, Christmas week. Holy Jesus Christ! That was the other it, yeah that it broke. I mean, it's 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 insane. There were, I went to the Palms last night to see it in IMAX 3D, 
And for the earlier showings, they actually had queue lines for all the it, the earlier showings. And they had it on like five screens at the Palms. It was amazing. I'm sitting here going, I'm like, this is the second week. And they're still lining people up to see it. Wow. I just, I, it blew my mind. Not to mention the fact that, you know, it's just, it's... It's a good film, but wow! It, like it's it's blowing through all the records, the, just like you said. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah, this is not a surprise well, to anyone. Okay, I have well, to. I, mean, I have some... to admit, a couple months ago, when you guys were like, you know, this is going to destroy everything, I was like, do you really think so? And I've definitely been totally trammeled on that one. Well, I know that several like uh, movie uh, review sites were saying that the new Hunger Games was supposed to be the most anticipated film of the year, and I'm like, really? You know, uh, we're, we're waiting for a, a, a sequel to a movie that's almost 30 years old. Yeah, I think it's going to destroy Hunger Games. And it did. Like, is Hunger, like, is Hunger Games over yet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, that um, was the they're, last. Uh, they're talking prequels now. Yeah, they Ugh. are. So. But Star Wars, wow, that's just amazing. It is a phenomenon. It really is a phenomenon. And J.J. did it right, and everything came to fucking gather. It's amazing. It's mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. It really just is. And you put it in the hands of Disney, which is, wow, <clears throat> it's just amazing. Good God! Yeah, there's there's just no other word. That's terrifying now. I'm beginning to become terrified. I, I'm anxious to see what the uh, Blu-ray and DVD sales numbers are oh. six months from now. Oh shoot, pre-sales are probably going to be through oh. the roof. They are already. Um, uh, Walmart already has the pre-sales out. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they've announced the release date. I forget when it is. What is it? March? Something like that? Oh, it can't be March. It's way too soon. Yeah. I can't I imagine it'd be only three months out. They'll be know. still showing in the theater, some theaters oh, at that point. Oh, well. If only there was some device to, the to look at to... Uh, <laughs> While you're looking at that, I'm going to move on to this next story. The rights to supervillain and sometimes anti-hero Taskmaster are back at Marvel Studios. They were previously held at 20th Century Fox... The first inkling of the shakeup came from Deadpool director Tim Miller, who told Empire he'd love to include the character in his film. From there, they followed the rabbit hole a bit further to apparently <clears> confirm <throat> the rights for Ta Taskmaster had reverted back to Marvel, likely due to the fact that Taskmaster has never actually appeared in a Fox superhero film. Taskmaster was first introduced in Avengers in 195 in 1980, has the ability to mimic the physical movements of those he watches. So he's really good at fighting, and he can usually anticipate whenever uh, whatever an opponent might do. I am hmm. completely unfamiliar with that character. I had that comic. Yeah, I'd, uh, Taskmaster is, is one I do know, and I've seen him quite a bit. I <clears throat> it's, think it's he's been in Deadpool as Kind well. of fun. He's a skull-faced dude, and he's got a shield and a sword and a bow. And basically, it's like he just watches Captain America or Hawkeye or Daredevil, or uh, you, whomever do something, and he can then do what they do. Wow. <clears throat> okay. So, and it's interesting little concept, and so, yeah. All right. He's more cool. mercenary than, yep. now, have, than have you, straight up villain. Do you have news on Deadpool in your list there? Uh, news on Deadpool? No. Is there new news? No, just, the, I mean, I, I was the amazed how soon it's coming out. Well, I, I don't usually announce trailer stuff on here. Trailers right. drop no, all the time. No, that's That's like... Like February, mid February. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Deadpool. Mid February, Deadpool. Deadpool. Well, Deadpool's coming out in February. I thought yeah. it was coming out more in spring. 
Yeah, I thought it that's was interesting. March. Yeah, no, it, I, I Deadpool in the dead time. Yeah, the, the the ad I saw was like Deadpool saying, "Saying, yeah, well, the Christmas movies are over now. How about some Valentine movies?" And he's yeah. like laying in front of a fireplace. Oh, and you, Jesus, you yeah. got that. Yep, February twelfth. Wow. You got the uh, Deadpool standee that's designed to be sat in. So you're yeah. like sitting in his lap. I sat in his lap. Where, where the, some people are not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I love. Oh God, those what? memes are so. Well, there are, there are women who are taking pictures of basically being bent over his lap, ah. like they're blowing because he's sitting in the chair with his thumbs up, like hey. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, April. April is the estimated. Oh, April wait. is the estimated <laughs> Blu-ray DVD release date for uh, Force Awakens. April. Wow. Okay. That's still pretty fast. That's yeah. yeah that's it's four months from now. But I know. Five. <laughs> I'm so excited. One four, of yeah. this Deadpool news as far yeah, as the I date mean, goes. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that that's nothing. As I was discussing with my girlfriend today, it's like how I'm looking forward to this movie. I am. But because of its rated R and the fact that Deadpool is well known in comic circles, not necessarily known in the greater. The fact that it's getting released in February might make this movie do well. The previews yeah. look great. So. All the previews. Had, that's what I've not hidden from go the previews. Go Ryan yes. Reynolds. This is gonna, just good for him that yeah. this is this is that they're making this work. And oh, even man, if the I... movie tanks at the box office, we got a Deadpool movie that probably is pretty good to the source material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great time to be alive, gentlemen. I've yeah. had a few people come it up is. to me and ask me about it. They're like, "Do you know about this?" Deadpool movie that's coming up because it looks really fun in the trailers and I oh, said there you go I, that's I all really, you need yeah I really enjoy the character so I, I chat a little with about, um, about that but yeah it is amazing like just like you were saying it's it's not the widest known character but seeing the trailers outside fact, the comic uh, world yeah exactly uh, at, at the movie last night the Deadpool trailer actually there, there was a lead in to the trailers with Deadpool and then the Deadpool trailer was later on in the previews and I overheard people going like that that movie looks really good we should go see that and I'm like mm-hmm. just hearing it around the theater going nice. I'm like, okay so people that maybe aren't familiar with the source material are interested in it that's a good sign hey man if you get your trailer in front of a Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that's half the battle yeah see I'm I'm one that enjoys you know when characters break the fourth wall or love or, the fourth wall or have that you know that little psychotic twinge to them and <laughs> okay jeff and and just in a fun way i guess oh, okay <laughs> i don't know i i really enjoy the Jeff's character i know twitching over there while yeah. oh. hey you're the one who has to sleep in the same place i'm going home after this you know i know i know paul's expressed his feelings on it multiple times you but know, I, I, i'm excited about the film i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be very good i couldn't stand it until there was there was one bit he did where he like he just killed a mook because a guy had said Phantom. He liked Phantom Menace, <laughs> and he like blows his brains out. Then he turns to the next mook and he's holding the gun to his head and he's like, "Go ahead, say Phantom Menace is good. Say it's good." And the guy's like, "Ah, ah." And I was like, "Ah, oh, this. I actually kind of like this character now." Yeah. So and I like and Ryan Ryan Reynolds when he did it in um, the movie that Wolverine. Yeah. Ugh. It it. It was it was it was a fun character, you know. Oh well, and, until Before the it, transformation. Well, <laughs> the, the first twenty minutes of Wolverine are pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, and I like Reynolds, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think he like gets a, a, a some, short shrift. There was some crazy yes, little does. video I saw that I wish I could remember the rest of it, but it has Deadpool in it, 
and he says something and another superhero goes shut up green lantern and he's like hey (laughs) 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 nice crack me up Ah, I, I got to find that again. I got time for yeah, one did more. You see the, did you see the the preview that with, that with Deadpool with Colossus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Colossus was great. That was the Christmas yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. it's, like, it's like, that's why I brought this guy. I love that we have a Marvel character in a red band trailer. Just love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. A couple of them. I can't remember the, the young girl that's with him that she's on Negasonic the phone texting. teenage warhead. <laughs> she's sitting on there texting and goes, he's like, no, 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 go ahead and finish your tweet. It's all right. We'll wait. <laughs> she's just sitting there on her phone. She throws, who, she, she throws somebody through a truck and he's like, man. It's, I, it's whoever the, uh, the, the gal is that he called a guy. Right. Uh, I'm trying to. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. It's, you have to see the trailers. The Christmas Day Red Man trailer. It's. There's some big strong character that he keeps calling a dude, and it's actually it's it's clearly a female, but she's like super strong. So, and then yeah. after after the Megasonic throws him through the throws her through the truck, he's like, "Man, I feel sorry for her prom date." Yeah. <laughs> a War of the Worlds television series is currently in the works. Mammoth Screen is working on a TV adaptation of Wells' classic sci-fi novel. The new TV series will stick closely to the original text and time period mm. of the book, which, which is a nice yes. take. That's a good point. That was first released point. as a serial in 1897. Wow. Uh, with the Martian invasion taking place in the town of Dorking, Surrey, in Victorian England. Uh, Peter, That was a strange way to say that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dorking. Dorking, Surrey. Dorking, it's Surrey, in Victorian England. <laughs> This is a really dorking story. Surrey. <laughs> I, 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 I was pausing for Paul, but he never, never yeah. took it. Oh. Sorry. Well, once again, miles away, he got hard, and he's like, what's wrong with me? Although dorking Surrey is a great porno. Peter Harness is on board to pen the miniseries. He wrote the uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell miniseries that, aired, er, that aired earlier Stroke this wallet. year. He also penned the <laughs> Doctor Who episodes Kill the Moon and this season's Zygon two-parter, The Zygon Invasion and Zygon Inversion. A production of the ITV adaptation will kick off in early 2017 after the copyright expires on December 2016. Uh, sorry, uh, December 2016. Uh, Paramount Pictures has held on to the rights to the War of the Worlds for nearly 90 years after first getting their hands on them back in 1926. And there have been two big screen adaptations. Right. First movie came out in 53, while the second film directed by Spielberg hit in 2005. So, yeah, the copyright's about to fall away for Crazy. War of the Worlds. Wow. So yeah. so not just the, the rights to it. This is actual copyright. Anybody can make it now. I think so. So we should look forward to what's the, whatever that company is to make Sharknado. Big Shark, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, yeah, what, Asylum Pictures? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Did anybody see the? You said strange in there, and I was like, "Did anybody see the yes. pictures of yes. Cumber, Cumberbatch's yes. Doctor Strange?" Oh yes. yeah, fantastic! Yes. I am so excited yes. that he's going to be Doctor Strange. Yes, nailed. Costume designers have movie. figured out yes. that the way to get over the ridiculousness of the giant swatches of yeah. bright color is pattern. You just put yeah. texture on. He's got this giant red cape, which would look ridiculous if it was silk or something. Yeah. But on, in the in the pictures, it's got little patterns on it. They have that weird, yeah. They have that weird ability to make it look comic booky yet realistic mm-hmm. in these movies, and it's just it blows my mind. 
I mean, I was sitting there wondering when Captain America first came in. I was like, okay, so how are they going to make his costume look? Because let's face it, his costume looks kind of corny, you know, if you were to try to translate that into the real world. But they did it, and it looked amazing. Yeah. Mean I mean, like all the different versions, you know, the World Matt War II and then the modern. A respect for the source material coupled with you really have to sit there and go, okay, if this was to walk into the room in a totally serious situation, you know, how are you going to react to that? And how is that, how is that going to look? If you, if you really do try to just pull it off of the comics page and throw it out there, you're going to go into Dick Tracy territory right. or those awful Marvel TV shows. Sure. Um, of which there was a Doctor Strange, which is actually right. one of the better ones. Believe it or not, or when Thor appeared on the yes. Incredible Hulk TV series, right. and, and, and oh, painful, you know, yeah, and it was it's. But if you actually, if you look at those images and you just imagine it real, as opposed to I'm going to make a comic book image real, but what if this image, if this is a drawing of what is real? Yeah, if the reality is the source material instead of the comic. It can be, it's amazing. And it is, it is. His images are already amazing. And the, oh boy. The same oh, thing with boy. the Iron Man costume. Because, I mean, some of the original versions of the Iron Man costume look, you know, pretty, pretty ridiculous nowadays. But then, you know, as the comic series went on, they, they made it a little, make, made it look a little more realistic. But then when it hit the big screen, I'm sitting there going, okay, see, this is believable. That looks like the kind of armor somebody would design and build mm-hmm. you know if they were able to squeeze all that massive Magis. amount of technology oh. into you know something <laughs> that compact mm-hmm. what would you squeeze write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com <laughs> the charman and when we talk to you Do next not squeeze the charman oh, god this has gone on but the Mr. internet Whipple. man you gotta squeeze andy's cherubic low. cheeks there you go whatever you're into i'll man. take that <laughs> It'd be easier if you just squeeze my... <laughs> and when oh, we talk to you next, it'll be a brand new year. Yay. Yes. 2017. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> and it's it's just it's just continuing to year after year. It's the year of the geek. It is. What mm. a time to be a geek. You know what I was just realizing as I was leaving uh, Star Wars last night is I'm going, God damn it, now I got to wait for episode eight. Oh, wait. It's only 17 yeah. months away. Right. And mm. there's going to be another Star Wars movie yeah. in between that. It, 12 months, there's going to be Rogue One. Every yeah. going year, to be a Star Wars movie. For the rest of our lives. Yep. Happy like, Forcemas. I was sitting there going, May 2017? Yes! I don't have to wait three years for the sequel. <laughs> Find out what's going on with Luke and all this crap. And you have Deadpool coming right up. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and, I can't believe that's only two months. And away. all the Avengers movies. There's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy two somewhere in there. Oh, Captain America: like Civil Kurt War is coming up. To be in that, we should have mentioned. Mm-hmm. And the name's going to go right out of my head now. The um, guy I don't that died. The guy that died. Um, da, 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 da. Lemmy. Star- Lemmy. No, kill no, my no, no, no. Oh. The Star Metal Trek writer. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking Same about. Metal Arc Lemon. Yeah, he died too. <laughs> he died too. Yeah, one oh second, God, I'll really? have it for you here. Yeah, it, what, you it, got it, it written on paper. Wait, did, did, no, Lemmy, did Lemmy die too? Lemmy died. Yes, too. Oh, oh, I missed that. Spades, yeah. You did. Wow. Oh, yeah. He lost. His, he lost his drummer earlier. George this year. Clayton Johnson, That's ri- it. writer of the first episode of Star Trek. Ah, yes. But he was also one of the co-writers of, of Logan's, Logan's Run. Run. Ah, that's right. And, and I actually With dragged no, this along the show, Kirsten. 
Yes. Which is the dedication in the uh, opening of Logan's Run, where he does, where they write two pages of the things that they love that made them write Logan's Run. Oh, and how it's, it's cute. It's, yeah. To Frankenstein and Mickey Mouse, and 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 it it goes on for two 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 pages, pages that we're not going to go all. Yeah, off. Rhett Butler and Jiminy Cricket, oh. the Seven Dwarfs, and Mandrake, the magician. It, wow. It's sort of. I mean, look it up. It's it, if you Google. Um, Logan's Run dedication. Um, it's it's just two pages of if you don't know everything on there, seek it out. Yeah, it, it's really. the highest highest of geek from forty years ago, but a lot of that stuff is still pretty solid. And it runs wow. the gamut. He's got Doctor Lau, Papa Hemingway, Mickey Spillane, Popeye the Sailor. I mean, he's all over the place. He's he wow. has an impressive writing pedigree here. I a lot of stuff I didn't know. Uh, well, until next year, yeah. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. Fact check Dandy. I'll well, talk to you next year in Geek. Oh, next yeah. year in Geek. Yeah. He Frankly, wrote, Lemmy lived longer than he should have. Yeah. Uh, that's actually <laughs> one of my friends on Facebook said, you know, Lemmy dying at 70 doesn't surprise me. The fact that anybody could Lemmy as long as Lemmy Lemmied. And still be alive. You know, most well, he, people would die after lemming for three years. He embalmed himself. Yeah. What's yeah. What's funny is I was driving to work, and uh, one of the satellite radio stations they were doing a talk show, and they were talking about Lemmy. It's like, no, I just saw him at his birthday party. He's fine. He's not dead. All these reports are false that he's dead. And I'm not kidding. It was what three days later mm-hmm. that he well, he passed. The cancer was discovered like. Just days yeah, ago. like right after, yeah, right after his birthday party, like right after his seventieth birthday party. Wow, it was so. cancer of the mustache. Oh, that's a weird part. Uh. <laughs> Ouch! That's <laughs> from all the mustache rides. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Never too soon. Celebration, the real Ewok celebration from the real version of the return of the Jedi, George Lucas.